In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm excited for this one because it's something I've enjoyed looking at and now we get to find out um, the method behind the chart. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. We are here with the NFL superstar himself, Mike Clay. Mike, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I, w- I don't think I'd call myself a superstar. I think uh, that newcomer to Cleveland, uh, Odell Beckham, would be the NFL superstar. Uh, I might be like the the superstar football nerd, I guess, maybe. Maybe you could go with that. Mike, that's good enough for us. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, so, anytime. Good to be here. So first of all, the um, your chart is going to be linked to this uh, podcast it's going to be underneath and the first question we got Mike is we love the chart but how do you go about getting all the data for this um yeah uh, the uh, unit grades there um you know a, a lot of uh, a lot of research you know some of it's, it's certainly a subjective element to it um you know I rely on a lot of sources analytics obviously the grades over a pro focus by my uh, former colleague who I grew up to I'm going to rely on those because no one, no one can watch Aaron on every play and every game. It's just unreasonable. So you need, um, you need tools, you need resources to help you do that. So uh, I go position by position, player by player, grade them, compile them, uh, use salaries and other, uh, other stats to try and determine which categories are most important. Yeah, so uh, it's just been a good tool to find uh, sleeper teams like the Browns last year. I had about a, a 500 team, took a lot of heat for that, but it's just a matter of you know, studying the rosters and, uh, you know, looking for those over and undervalued teams. It's been, it's been uh, really Something um, that I've been interested with the chart is, is it starters? Is it the whole position room? How do you sort of come to the numbers? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the starters. I focus on those, uh, those players who play a significant role. So defense, I'm mostly focusing in on that top 11, right? So uh, a pair of defensive tackles, a pair of edge rushers, a pair of linebackers, three corners and two safeties. And, and I consider depth, of course, uh, you know, if a, a team is extremely stacked. Yeah, no, uh, anyone using the big nickel package as a base is always good in my uh, eyes when I'm looking <laughs> at stuff. I, I don't want anyone telling me that uh, we need three linebackers out there in a, um, what would be a standard 4-3 defense because it's outdated. So uh, long live the big nickel until we get to uh, just full-blown uh, dying packages. Yep, you got it. And it looks like, looking at the chart, we are even Stevens with the Steelers. Who can you see, Mike, winning the division? Uh, that's funny you say that. I was putting a ton of work into the defensive side of the ball since uh, with free agency being, you know, a lot of teams were aggressive. A lot of teams made moves, moved forward. The Browns being one of those teams. The Steelers really haven't had much action. Uh, on really on either side of the ball. In fact, they traded away the right tackle. So, um, you know, they're not to mention Antonio Brown, of course, and Le'Veon Bell's long gone. Um, So I still think the Steelers are very much right there in the mix there. This is not a bad team. Many mean last year and were kind of, kind of fluky. If you go game by game, it was kind of fluky. They didn't get into the playoffs. 
uh, and they certainly could have made a run. So uh, it's still an average. So the Browns are number one when it comes to wide receivers, a joint first, because to be fair, there's quite a few teams that are very good in the NFL when it comes to wide receiver, and we're very, very close to first, but just a slight second on the edge rankings behind the Texans. So it's definitely two very, very strong positions of strength for the, uh, strength for the Browns that we can build on. Yeah, no question about it. A little bit of depth there too. They've, uh, you know, they had all them draft picks in, in past seasons. They've used on uh, some interior line guys, so uh, a little bit of depth there. You'll like that. Obviously, bringing in Vernon is huge for for the edge along with Barrett. Um, bringing in Beckham are not a, a a high end priority position by any means, but I'm not buying the tackles either. You know, Hubbard's okay. I think he's uh, probably a you know an average tackle, maybe a little below. And I'm not buying it on Greg Robinson just yet. <laughs> yeah, he came in and. I uh, had a, you know, he was had his ups and downs. There's a lot of hype surrounding him, but I don't really fully, uh, you know, I'm not fully behind that just yet. I need to- oh, 100%. I fully agree with you. I think the Browns only have two weaknesses on offense and this left tackle and right tackle. And I think it's as simple as that. And fingers crossed, Corbett comes together. And from everything mm-hmm. we've seen and in the past, I believe it will come together. But obviously, that's the only question mark. Um, but yeah, other than left, right, left and right tackle. It's a really, really good offensive scheme. And Freddie Kitchens, especially the addition of Tom Munkin, they're only going to elevate the talent around them. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, and, you know, it, speaking of weaknesses, by the way, they still need to get a strong safety of the secret bus, and that's important. You know, corner is okay. Linebacker, I know they want they want to get a, a uh, linebacker, so we'll see if they're aggressive in that department. And, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see in the defensive tackles. You know, I think uh, there's a lot of name brand there, but two guys that need to, to be a little bit better. This and, and Mike, um, 4.6 for the linebackers. Do you feel that's a bit harsh with the talent we've got of Schobert, ex-Pro Bowl, Curtsy, and the future superstar of Avery, potentially? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you could say potential superstar. You could say potential bust too. You know, a lot of pe- a lot of guys look like their their trajectory is good and they level off. So you have to factor in risk for sure. Um, I do know that they're interested in linebackers. I expected them to make a agency did not. So um, I know there's some concerns there. Uh, I think Chobert and Kirkty are, you know, an okay duo. Uh, I think they're they're fine. You know, I think it's uh, an above average group. Um, and actually, in, in my update, we actually do, I do actually do them a little bit higher. So, yeah, Thank so you, Mike. Yeah. Um, just a name you've got on your other list of potential trade candidates, and this one that's been rumoured, is linebacker Darren Lee from the Jets. And people are saying, and it, it makes a lot of sense if they were going to do the deal, Ogba for Lee, um, and both teams get something that they actually need um, and move on from a player that isn't going to be a starter for them anymore. Yeah, I think there's a few names to look at there. You know, I, I kind of pitched that one. I think other people have as, as well. I mentioned it, I think, like a month or a month or so ago on a podcast somewhere. Like, Excellent. Um, yeah, Mike, thank you very much for sharing that chart with us and going through it. There was some audio issues in it, but I think we got the main headlines of it. My last question for you is, what do you think the Browns' win-loss record will be for this upcoming season? Oh, man. Uh, right now, I mean, it's early. I have them at right in that nine to nine and a half. Window. All right, Mike. I just want to say thank you very much for your time this evening. It was great to understand more about the chart. And please keep putting the good work out on the Twitter and all your other social media platforms. Thanks a lot, Mike.
So, guys, we do want to do an eight-minute podcast. The audio is quite bad with Mike. We do apologise. So, we're going to finish up with a few uh, daily topics. Jack, fire away. So, there's Ogba news um, that uh, Tony Grossi, Baker Mayfield's favourite um, beat writer, has uh, basically tweeted out that during the um, uh, management NFL big meeting where all the owners, GMs and um, coaches get together, um, there's a lot of interest in trading for Ogba. Lots of people online talking about the Darren Lee trade, which just makes too much sense. And with anything in the NFL, if it makes too much sense, it probably isn't happening. So um, Buffalo are the ones out there that have apparently bid the most at the moment. What that looks like, nobody knows. Yeah, what would you uh, what would you say it's worth? A four or five? Yeah, I, th- I think it depends how desperate a team is. But yeah, a fourth or a fifth. I think in all, if I was to predict what's likely to happen, unless someone makes a good offer, it's probably sort of the sort of move that's used in a trade up. Um, so you might be able to do sort of a, say the Browns want to go up to the top of the second round. They could sort of do, say they want to get to the 35th pick. You could probably do a deal with sort of a second round pick and uh, I'll for, pick up 49 plus offer and get up to sort of the late 30s. So that, that might be something they do. Yeah, okay. I could see it. Yeah, potentially. Uh... Isn't it though? Didn't didn't you say to me it's better though, just to try and get straight trade pick for him versus trading yeah. up. I'm always in favour of adding draft picks for players um, because yeah, you can either use them picks to get more cheap players, or you can package them to trade up, which yeah, I'm not a massive fan of. But if, if you want to do it, then fine. Um, or you can just trade back and then add future picks. So maybe we trade him for a fourth and we go. Right, we didn't want a player in the fourth this round. Let's trade it for a third next year. And then suddenly you, you, you've got a really good pick out of him um, that you can use him for more meaningful, meaningful value. Chris Smith, is he tied up for a couple of years or has he got one more year left, do you reckon? Um, it's two your head. years off the top of my head. It might be one and someone might correct me, but I believe it's two more. And in all honesty, if you want to flip Avery in, he can be the fourth um, defensive end there playing sort of 30, 40% of snaps. So he's perfectly capable of joining that rotation as well. I really did like what Mike was saying though about trading Ogba for someone like a linebacker or a cornerback or a, um, what other positions do we need? A DT potentially at the moment. I think that'd be a good move. Yeah, because you can trade for Darren Lee and then straight away enact his uh, fifth-year option. So you can keep him then for two years. Former um, first-round pick. So there's some value there. So I think that's a good trade that both sides win. And you might decide, because the fifth-year options are only guaranteed for injury, it might get to the end of this year and you go, he's not worth what we're going to pay and we'll just cut him anyway. So it gives you that um, flexibility. There's one moment, I, we don't often do shout-outs to um, players on here, but there is one man that deserves a special mention. My favourite player in the NFL for the last 10 years is the one and only Goat Kowski. Um, just an absolute legend. Um, we'll probably never see another tight end like him again. So just a massive shout-out to Gronk. Um, he's a beast, and I'm grateful I don't have to see the Browns go up against him because he, he is one of the kind. 
Yeah, that rolls me on nicely to uh, a question for you, Jack. Would you prefer in week one to play the Pats on the Sunday or the Jets for the 50-year Monday night football reunion on the Monday? Personally, I prefer to play the Patriots because I want to play the Patriots in the first four weeks of the season. And that's because generally they're quite a slower starting team. And if it came down to sort of a week 16 matchup of Browns versus Pats, whoever wins gets home field advantage or something like that, that's a game I feel less confident in because there is the history of Belichick, Brady, and deep on in the season, both teams are going to have injuries. They're so much better at coping with injuries than everyone else. Well, I'm going to go with New York on a Monday night as my uh, preferred option. Imagine that, flying over the weekend before Monday night and then getting the Tuesday flight home ready for work, Tuesday afternoon maybe. Yeah, I'm, in all honesty, I'm hoping for a Thursday night um, Patriots game somewhere in the season so that I can do a um, Sunday game in Cleveland, fly out on the Saturday, um, get that game in there and then um, travel up to Boston, shipping up to Boston as the song goes and then um, catch that game on a Thursday night and then fly back ready for work on Monday. So um, that would be ideal. Is the schedule going to fall completely in my favour? Probably not. So we're looking sort of 18th to the 20th of April, guys. If you look, keep an eye on your calendar, that's when the schedule is going to drop for you. Four weeks tomorrow. Getting really excited. And uh, I'm, I very rarely do doom and gloom, but Icelandic Airlines have stopped flying from London due to the, uh, the Boeing problems. And now... Wow, airline look like they're going to go bust. So it's going to make it more challenging to get to Cleveland next year. I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm still going to go for the four home, four away games target, but it's going to get a lot more challenging. Uh, good work, buddy. And just um, lots of fans have started giving up on free agency. Don't give up on it yet. There's still some cracking names out there. So go look at Mike Clay's list. That he's got pinned at the top of his Twitter. Um, I've got my eye on some linebackers and some... Um, um, safeties. I think there's some really nice pieces out there. We had Jeff Riston on yesterday. Um, so there, there's some names and some action to be had. And this is the time of the year where you get some really, really good deals. So players that might have been talking eight to six to eight million um, a week or two ago and now sort of around the two to three million mark. So get that one year steal and then bring them in and see what happens. Cool. All right, mate. Any last bullet points? I think that's it. I think just come back tomorrow because we've uh, got a nice little uh, show in the pipeline and we've got our mock draft later this week. So it's a, it's a little bit flexible, guys. So check back each day because we're going to bring you a show as we always do. Shows are coming slightly earlier. So hopefully we're dropping shows at 7 a.m. UK time, which means if you're up late partying in Cleveland and it's two in the morning, if you check your phone, you might have a podcast. Awesome. All right, Jack, thanks for the good work. Thanks a lot for the extra editing you had to do with Mike. Mike's promised us next time he comes on the show, he's going to get a new mic. Top work, buddy. I All right, take care, pal. Woo!